Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. We're living in kind of an upside down, topsy turvy world in yes, a lot of spaces. Are. We both played sports in in high school and then beyond a little bit. Your family, you know, my family, a lot of coaches in, yep. in the in these sports. And something that was kind of always traditional was was if if uh, you know you were a boy, you played, played competed boys against boys. If you're yep. a girl, you competed against girls. Girl and you might even harass each other a little bit, you know, but you know between and you know this kind of thing and uh, you know some compete and and and, and that, but. We've never seen in our history the things we're dealing with today, um, where um, people are saying, hey, that looks equal and fair, but then you actually look at it and everything in your senses says, that does not look right. like a fair MMA bout. That does not look like a fair you know, uh, battle. And I can't hardly make sense of it, but we have a guest uh, today that can, especially from the, the legal front, from Telios Law Firm, we have Teresa Sidebotham. Thank you. Welcome, hey, Teresa. Welcome. We're really excited to have you on the show today. So help, help me a little bit. How how from a legal standpoint uh, it, it, is this argued and is it presented as, hey, this is good for the individuals, this is good for society, the changes that have happened in competitive sports and Title IX specifically, when it was kind of designed to protect women, it seems like it's doing everything but. It was originally designed to protect women. You know, back in the day, girls' sports programs did not have access to the funding. You know, they were just a a tiny splinter. And Title IX said, no, if you're going to fund the boys' sports, you've got to fund the girls' sports. Girls have to have a chance. And honestly, that revolutionized girls' and women's sports from, you know, elementary school all the way up through college. Well, now it's shifting the other way because the rights that are really being prioritized are the rights of transgender individuals who are switching their gender identity Mm -hmm. and wanting to play on the other sports teams. So maybe not so much an issue if a biological woman wants to play on the guys team. You know, that's happened off and on through history and it doesn't happen that often, frankly. But when somebody who's constructed like a biological male, but saying that he's a she and wants to play on the women's team. And let's face it, we all know the women don't have a chance at that point. Men are just stronger. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing that happen, you know, and, you know, whether it be swimming or um, boxing or MMA fighting or any of those things, you know, we're going to lose these sports if this continues as far as women are concerned. And women are also getting injured because, you know, not only are they not able to win, but because men are faster, stronger, play harder, you know, the girls are going to get hurt. And Mm -hmm. some coaches are pulling their teams out because they said they're not going to put their girls at risk. So what are the options right now, Teresa? What can schools do? Uh, Does the law on their side? What, What can they do during this time? Well, the... The Department of Education under the Biden administration has obviously pushed much, much harder in this direction. They have a proposed rule out now which claims to preserve everybody's rights, and in a sense, it doesn't make it an absolute right for transgender individuals to play on the other team, but it does push towards that. 
and it makes it very complicated so that even if the school's trying to work through it, they might lose the analysis. So unfortunately, I think schools are going to have to work with their legal counsel to figure out, you know, are there some teams that men can't be on to play on women's teams, you know, maybe different in elementary school versus high school or college or how competitive. So it's really a bit of a confusing mess. And then for Christian schools in particular, there should be some protections against having to implement Title IX. There always have been you know, religious exceptions. There's a push against that as well. So, again, they may need to reach out to legal counsel to try to defend their religious position on that. And then tell us what you do at Telios Law, because you you are helping schools to defend that. Is that correct? We are helping some schools with that. Um, I think right now primarily higher education. But at Telios Law, we work mostly with ministries and you know, a lot of, around a lot of these issues, like the religious freedoms, personnel issues, uh, misconduct investigations, and of course, Title IX involves some of those as well. And, and that's a that's another whole ball game: the the Title IX sexual harassment investigations. Uh, but we do help ministries and schools work through this. Um, and then for individuals, there's some other options as well. So if there's a, let's say, a school in Oregon, Portland, Oregon, let's say that's like, hey, we, we need to fight this fight, um, is it somebody, could you work with them in that area, or do you only work with people in the Colorado area? We do work with ministries in other states, and on particular portions of it that we feel we can't work on, we'll help refer them to another like-minded attorney who can help them with Okay. Are there any wins going on right now for, let's say, uh, girls in in sports, uh, women's sports, um, and what's going on right now with the transgender movement? Are there any wins? Well, one win I think that's happening culturally is that um, parents and other people are finally waking up to acknowledge that this is a problem. So unfortunately, everyone sat back for quite a long time and just let it roll And I think that women, maybe who are feminist and parents of daughters, have finally realized, you know, wait a minute, this is going to destroy women's sports. Mm -hmm. And so there have been some courageous women who've spoken out, like, um, you know, Miss Rowling from the Harry Potter series. And parents are starting to step up. Parents are going to school boards. And there's also, you know, starting to be raised concerns about the you know, locker room issues and sexual assault and that kind of thing. So there's finally beginning to be some pushback. And I think parents are going to need to do that in order in order for this to for their daughters to be protected. I, just to the untrained observer like myself, you know, you kind of look at the headlines. I can't think of any cases where there's a lot of of, of women transitioning to men and have really cashed in. They're getting mm-hmm. sponsorship endorsements. They're getting, you know, celebrity status. They're really mm-hmm. winning. It, it seems to be very one, one-sided. one You know, it, it seems to be the mostly men, men in moving into women's categories mm-hmm. and winning beauty pageants, getting endorsements from feminine product companies, getting mm-hmm. endorsements from beer companies, getting, uh, you know. Winning sports. You know, winning in, in, in academic, mm-hmm. I mean, winning in all athletic endeavors, mm-hmm. you know, with without, you know, anything. Like it seems very one-sided. Where some, like, like, you know, you mentioned feminists would be, I think, rushing in to help rescue 
women's activities. I mean, all of them from beauty pageants to athletic competitions. You would think so. And and I think maybe some of the feminists are starting to realize it. But, you know, you talk to most women who've lived a long time or they played sports or they haven't played sports. There's definitely issues and difficulties around being a woman and women have always had to work to succeed. So to have biological men just come in and kind of sweep the honors that can't make sense to mm-hmm. a lot of women. And I'm glad if women are starting to step up and, and say so. You know, in a way you could say it's a little bit the equivalent of being in blackface. You know, you, oh, you yeah. put on makeup yeah. and you feel like a girl, but I'm sorry, you're not mm-hmm. like I am. You you don't have that body. Right. You're just like you can't make up your face with brown all over it and say you're a black person. Yep, that and, is a really great point. Because you don't experience that that same mm-hmm. path. Because there's there's a there's a lot more that goes in. You know, I I guess I have a wife, I have a daughter, you know, and I look at like the complications, the things that are all involved there. There's a lot more involved in being a woman than just putting on some lipstick and a dress. Mm-hmm. It it is it it encompasses a lot more of your life than that. And every woman is much more than what she wears or what she appears. You know, and to for a man to come in and say, hey, I now I've come under the umbrella of everything that that says you're you just because I can appear to be you. I can appear to play for the Kansas City Chiefs, but doesn't mean I go through everything that they do. I could even buy a uniform and a jersey doesn't make me a Kansas City Chief where I've gone through the pain and the practices and the OTAs Mm -hmm. and the surgeries and everything that's involved in the concussions and all the downsides and negative. Like there's a lot that would go into that. So same thing with, with being, with being a woman and and the things Mm -hmm. that, that you go through Um, looking over your shoulder, leaving a restaurant by yourself at night and the vulnerabilities and, and, you know, every, everything that's involved in paying the price tag to say, Hey, I am a woman. These are the things I've gone through. It's a lot more than just appearance. It is. And and I do want to say that, you know, young people, if they're transitioning, they're they're usually really in a lot of pain. You know, they're they're hurting, they're going through struggles. And we want to be compassionate, uh, you know, try to understand the struggles that they're going through. And and I don't want to send the message that, you know, we just blow them off and we don't care. Sure. At the same time, I think we're going to have to defend a space for biological girls to feel safe in their locker rooms, Mm -hmm. have a chance to succeed on their sports teams, you know, get respect for who they are. There, there need to be some compromises and some boundaries that protect girls because Mm -hmm. girls often don't get protected very well in this life. It's very true. If there are parents that are watching this and they're dealing with this in in their own state, whether it be, say, Oklahoma or uh, Rhode Island, um, what are some different things they can do? I don't think that's something that you do at your law firm, but who who could you recommend that they could actually talk to? So if they need legal help, some of the public interest firms are thinking of Pacific Justice Institute. Alliance Defending Freedom. Um, I think Beckett Fund focuses on religious freedoms, but if it went that direction, you know, Thomas More Society, Liberty Council, there's a number of them. They're doing some great work. But just on a sheer practical level, you know, talking to your school, talking to your school board, putting pressure on, you know, 
parents abdicated for too long. Mm -hmm. uh, and on a local government level, there is a lot that you can do practically to say, you know, we understand that kids going through struggles need to be treated compassionately, but it doesn't mean that you can get away with not protecting our daughters too. Yeah. It's a great and our, point. And our sons, of course. Yes, that's a great point. Well, because I think the world is better served if if women do get to participate, mm -hmm. and if they're and if they're active in this. If we create a, a place where they're like, you know, hey, what's the use? Mm -hmm. Why would I even mess with that? Yeah. Why would I? Why would I train hard for something that's going to be taken away from me? I don't think that makes a better world. It doesn't make better mothers. It doesn't make no. a better planet. It doesn't make better teachers. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, any of these activities, if we eliminate those things, you know, from us any, any more than like I benefited from playing sports. I'm just never a professional. It's like, I went on, you know, mm -hmm. but those struggles and the coaching all played a big role mm -hmm. in how I live my life. I think if, if we endanger that for women, it's a, it's a detriment to everyone. Yeah. I think of a, you know, young woman who is a friend of one of my sons, she's actually a professional athlete. Now he's not, they played soccer at the same age but the boys were much stronger and more sure. powerful. The girls were beautiful and graceful. It was just a different game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on the rare occasions when they'd work out together, you'd just be kind of shaking their heads because it was not the same game. No, not at all. I agree. So before I let you go, let's talk about um, your website again, Telios Law, so T-E-L-I-O-S Law.com. Um, when you go there, there's a couple of things I wanted to highlight. If you scroll down on this page, you're going to come to Telios Tips. There's, you can sign up for that. What will they find when they get that? When they Are they going to receive email? Yeah, it's an email about once a month. Uh, one is directed more towards ministries. One is directed more towards businesses, but that gives legal updates. We cover child protection, sexual harassment, religious freedoms, a lot of different issues and, and some great free resources there. Okay, great. And then the other tab I wanted to highlight was the Tellius Teaching. So tell us about that. So Tellius Teaches is an online subscription-based training for ministries in the whole HR realm. So you know, child protection, sexual harassment, different types of discrimination, but it's all from a scriptural basis. So what does God have to say about these issues and how people should be treating each other and caring for each other, as well as giving the legal background? So, you know, it's, it's a whole mix there. That is great. I love that you're offering these resources. You know, too much attention is given to the, the, the I'd say, like to the negative side mm -hmm. of this. It's encouraging to hear that, hey, there are law firms out there. There are people that are standing up and uh, speaking up and showing up on behalf of of uh, the most vulnerable in these certain circumstances. So I'm very happy about that. Well, and thank you for what you're doing too. It's important. Have a great day, Teresa. Thanks again. Democracy. Misinformation poses a threat to our nation's health. Climate change is an emergency. Democratic socialism. Codified. Everyone's right to choose. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15.
these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. We will shut you down, we will cite you, and if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail. Period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory. This is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread a light to the rest of the world. When you choose to go against the sacred thing that God put to the very heart and the soil of this nation. This was sacred to God. This reawakened tour is literally what it means. It has reawakened the American heart. family join me every wednesday for the prophetic report at 11 11 central you can find it on rumble you can find it on the flyover app we have such an incredible time of hearing from all of these different prophetic voices like robin bullock julie green barry wunch amanda grace and hank kuneman Every week, it's either five or six different prophets that are speaking. And what's interesting is God is speaking through them. And all of these voices come together like puzzle pieces. It is so exciting to hear what the Lord is saying. We're hearing from medical. We're hearing from military intelligence. We're hearing from the financial world. We're hearing from mainstream media. But the most important is, what is God saying? He has not fallen off the throne. He's not nervous. He's not chewing his nails. He is in control. He has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. What a great time to be alive. And I'm so excited for you to join me every Wednesday at 1111. Have you ever wondered about ancient civilizations or the moon landing, chemtrails, the Nephilim, demons? Those are all things that fascinate me decided to use our platform of the Flyover Conservative podcast and create a new show called Conspiracy Conversations. Every Saturday morning, we get together with some of the brightest minds in the world that have spent thousands of hours on a topic, churning through the research, looking at things they've traveled, they've been to the locations, they're looking for the truth because they're as curious as you and I are about what's true. What is really true about our past, where we came from, where we are, and where we're going? We don't bring on guests to iron out their wrinkles and find out the things that we disagree on. No more than I go to the grocery store and, and, and try to put everything in the whole store in my cart. I just try to walk out with better ideas than I had when I walked in. If you got something inside you that's like, what about that? I don't even know if I agree, but I would like to hear them out. If you have an open mind and a curious heart, we've got a show for you every Saturday morning at eight o'clock, conspiracyconversations.com.
For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.